0: The following podcast is from Doxa Church in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. For more information about Doxa Church, please visit us online at www.doxachurch.org. You guys know me pretty much, right? Some of y'all? Most of y'all? Well, if you don't know me and if you're listening online, my name is Jamin Ortiz, and uh, I'm not related to Tito Ortiz or... David Ortiz is a little darker than me. Anybody get those references? No? Yes? No? Never mind. <laughs> but I will say that um, um, today we're talking about worship as one of our pillars. I am the worship leader here at DOXA. I'm not an expert on worship. I didn't study it for 20 billion years. I'm only 32 years old. I've been involved in the church my whole life. And um, it's been a good experience majority of the time. But, uh, so, worship is, uh, in a lot of ways, sometimes when someone's giving a talk on worship, sometimes you get the, the okay, so is he going to tell us that we need to raise our hands or clap our hands or sing out loud or not sing at all? Um, no, I'm not going to tell you to do anything. I'm not going to make you do exercises and stand up and sit down. That's not happening today. So, relax. We're actually going to talk about worship, and we're going to talk about, living a life of worship. And, um, and I want to tell you something. Every one of y'all are experts. Believe it or not, every one of you are experts in worship. Let me give you an example. She could do no wrong. Words flowed from her mouth like sweet melodies filling the room with just the right amount of sass and intelligence She smelled wonderful, a sweet mixture of Pantene Pro-V and lotion from Bath and Body Works. I would buy her flowers, candy, and write her notes. She would always display the right level of gratitude that kept me at the hugging stage. But occasionally, after many gifts laid at her feet, she'd grace my face with a kiss on the cheek, which then would send shivers up and down my spine. This, of course, would always... Cause my affection for her to grow. Every love, every love song that dawned the airways would have her name attached. Especially You'll Always Be My Baby by Mariah Carey. Do-do-do. <laughs> oh. Anybody get that one? <laughs> she never felt the same way about me. She would say things like, you're such a good brother because I was her brother. Well, not blood, my dad was going to marry her mother, and she was five years older than me, and I was eight. I didn't prove this with my wife. Actually, she's looking at me like I'm crazy, because that was my steps. That was kind of, we never got, my father never got married to that family, but I grew up with her my whole life, like my whole childhood. I mean, I was from seven to 10 years old. Her name was Madi. She was Spanish queen, Puerto Rican, beautiful. She had, anyway, that's. Sorry, <laughs> she's still looking at me. But, but I, was, I was a young man and I worshiped her. No one, had to, no one had to teach me or teach you how to worship. You see, because we were made to worship. God created us with an ability to worship. Whether you know it or not, God has given you the ability to worship. And just like her how many first crushes have we had? We wake up in the morning and all we think about is that person. And then our mind wanders, and then we start thinking about that person. We're at school or we're at work and we're thinking about that person. Even the smell of that, that person or the or being in that person's presence just gives us such a sense of awe that we're just like, Whew. Believe it or not, that's idle. That's having an idol. And see, for me, my, I, was, uh, I was spending some time with my dad. He just came into town. And uh, I, because I'm a father now of two boys and my dad uh, raised my brother and I. My brother is 13 months older than me. And uh, he was in, in and out of my life because my dad and mother got divorced when I was about five years old. So my dad, that's why I enter Mahdi and all, her, all she brought to my life, <laughs> um, came, in the, came in the works. But I asked my dad while he was here, about, it was about two and a half weeks ago, you guys met him, he kind of looks exactly like me, dumb, took a picture of the back of our heads, it's the exact same head. Anyway, so I asked him, I said, dad, what, what kind of kid was I? And he reminded me of the whole situation with Maddie. He's like, do you remember Maddie? And I said, yes, I remember Maddie. And he said, well, do you remember how determined you were to get her a gift for her birthday? And I was like, ooh, yes, I remember now. <laughs> I had worked all summer when I was, I was, I'm talking like I was eight years old. I had worked all summer. My aunt had a landscaping business, so I, I Helped her, and um, and in the winter time I shoveled snow because I lived in Connecticut and that's what you do in the winter time and you make extra money as a kid in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And so I saved up enough money. He said, "You remember you saved up all that money and you bought her a ring for her birthday because she loved the yellow stone. I don't know what that is. That's her birthstone. And so I bought her. I saved up. I saved up. Saved up, and I bought her a gold ring with her birthstone in it." And I gave it to her on her birthday, and it was, she was like, oh, that's so nice. It was so beautiful. And she gave me a kiss because that's, that's her accent. She really talked like that. <laughs> Exa- exactly. <pretty> much. <laughs> and uh, she gave me the kiss, and I was so, you know, happy and excited. And we would visit my dad because if you come from a divorced family, you know that. The split kind of um, custody is where every other weekend you go to um, the other parent's house. So I was at, I was waiting to go back, and I found out that in the midst of two weeks, she had found another boyfriend. Well, she was never my girlfriend, but <laughs> in my mind, but she was she was five years older than me. And she had had found a boyfriend, and I was devastated. I suffered loss at a young age. It was, you know, heart loss, but I I suffered. And I felt... um, Because it was just a, a fatuation, and because we, as people, know how to worship, whether it's through relationships, through things, or through possessions, they only give us a temporary... Gratification, and that's, for me, when I was let down by her, I, my world was, was ruined. And I, Because, let me, let me come with me. God created us to worship, not to worship people or possessions or things, but him. And he says it in, in Exodus. We read it. We'll have no other God before him, for he is a jealous God. When we worship things, we esteem something, and we give it value. And that's easy to do for us, right? It's easy to do for us because we see it. We can touch a person. We can wish for a MacBook Pro with Retina screen, and we could have it, and it's there, and it feels good, or... Maybe it's a place. Maybe if we could just get to this place, we'll have what we need, and we think about it, and we wake up. Because we were created to worship, I believe God warns us. First commandment. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other God before me. You shall not make yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven or above. Or that is on earth beneath. Or that is in the water underneath the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I am the Lord your God and am a jealous God. What is your placeholder? What do you worship? What do you think about? What do you wake up every morning? Maybe it is God. I want us to identify it. I want us to think about what do we think about when we wake up? Like me, we at times... We worship created things above our worship for the creator. And it never lasts. It's always fleeting. It always distracts. Because it was never meant to be worshipped by his people. Living a life of worship is not sometimes as easy But we need to remember Romans six verse six, it says, "We know that our self, we know that our self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin." And I think that that's what, what, what drives um, sometimes when we worship. The things of this world, or we worship a person, or we worship a, a place, we find ourselves, we find ourselves enslaved to it. Because it was never meant to be worshipped. When I was... Uh, Talking with Randy and Dale and the rest of the guys this week about this message, it reminded me of several of the kings of Israel. And Saul, you, you see, Saul started out real, really good. He was the first king of Israel, and uh, at first he didn't really want to be king. He was a says there was a foot taller than everybody else, really handsome guy. Started out well, really well but then forgot he forgot and he started going against the covenant of God and God turned away from him and then came David and David started out as a shepherd boy we all know this and he was anointed by God through Samuel out of all eight brothers he was chosen and God's favor rested on him. But one day when he was supposed to be out on the field in battle, he stayed back. It was the springtime and he stayed back and he stood on top of his roof. And guess what? He saw some he likedy. <laughs> and he forgot And then it started to entice him. And the sin that crept in from that point, if you read, it's just sad. Because here is Bathsheba on the top of the roof and cleaning. I'm I'm sure Jonathan can explain why the the ritual of of her cleansing herself at that. But she's out there, and David sees something, and he likes what he sees, and he... He uh, finds out who she is and calls her in. One thing leads to another. She's pregnant. But she's married to Uriah, one of his faithful servants. And again, even with that, he he forgets. And then he takes Uriah's life by putting him out on the battlefield in front and pushes the troops back, and Uriah's dead. And now he has this woman, and he marries her. And he forgot. Forgot that God God sees it all. And through the prophet Nathan... It's a beautiful. I read it, and it just it blows my mind. And Nathan comes and he brings this elaborate story about a sheep and how this 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 man had this sheep and he fed the sheep and he held the sheep and he slept with the sheep and he loved the sheep. And this rich man had this a bunch of sheep and he just had a ton of it. And this guy was coming to visit him, and instead of killing off his bunch of sheep, he took that sheep and he and he took it from that man and he killed it and he fed it to the to the to um, to his party and then all of a sudden you turn around and D- King David's like who did this who who did this cuz I'm going to kill him and it turns out he said it was you and then as soon as he realized it he remembered he remembered how far he had fallen Then you have Solomon, David's son, who was Bathsheba's second because the first one God killed because of what the choices he made. Sin always is a beautiful letdown. Whenever we put something above. God in worship, it's always a beautiful letdown. It always looks great at first. It always seems right, but then it just fails every single time. Solomon asks for wisdom. God visits him in a dream, and he gets it. And he's known to be one of the greatest kings of Israel. But as he gets older, he forgets. He forgets the one rule that God said to not marry Women of a foreign nation. But I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in Solomon's shoes. I'm like, man, I'm the greatest, most wisest king ever. And I think to let my reign last forever is I just marry all these other women from different countries. And then there will be di- diplomacy there. There would be no fights. A thousand wives later... At the end of his life, his reign, his legacy was split in two. We don't remember. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we forget to worship the one true God. We get so caught up in what's in front of us and what we think is right that it distracts us. It takes away we are all professional worshipers. You just don't know it. When we take our worship and we worship the things of this world, we forget. And then we start to, then we start to feel the pressure of, of this life and, and it's, it's not enough. And we forget. The Israelites forgot. God knew that they needed something to remind them. And so in Numbers 15, verses 37, starts through 41. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the people of Israel and tell them to make tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generations and to put a cord of blue on the tassels of each corner. And it shall be a tassel for you to look at and remember all the commandments of the Lord, to do them, not to follow after your own heart or in your own eyes, which you are inclined to whore after. So you shall remember and do all my commandments and be holy to your God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am. The Lord your God. Do you realize huh, what God's saying to you there? I was talking to Randy and he said that martin luther said that if you can keep the two the first two commandments we wouldn't have a problem with the rest if we could just keep the first two commandments we wouldn't cover it our neighbor's wife so on and so forth we wouldn't take the lord's name in vain So I have this thing, uh, I think it comes from my dad. It it actually definitely comes from my dad. My dad loves to eat, and I love to eat. And uh, whenever we would, as a kid, I guess, he would want to sit down and eat. And I, I, I have that trait now. I want to sit down, and I want to eat. I don't want to be disrupted. I usually, I like to cook, and so sometimes I'm, I cook, and so after I'm done cooking, i I like to sit down and I like to have my meal. I have two little boys named Noah and Zeke, well Ezekiel, and Noah without fail, every single time, no, I'm every single time, in the middle of eating, will say, "Daddy, I gotta go stinky." And, or daddy, I have to use a bathroom. And something selfishly comes up in me. I, it just angers me. It makes me so mad. And I don't, and I, and I have a lot of work to do as a dad. I have a lot of work to do. And I need a lot more patience and I need to love my, my kids more. But it it's one of those things I feel like it just infuriates me. So one day we were sitting down at the table and I, I made a meal and I was really hungry and I sat down and five minutes in, Daddy, I need to use the bathroom. And it crawled all over me but I was like, I think God is trying to teach me something. And so I get up, I say, All right, Noah, let's go. So we went to the bathroom and I was was trying not to show him how angry I was. I grabbed his hand and we walked slowly to the bathroom and he goes in the bathroom and he's like, Daddy, can you stand with me or stand there with me? And so I stand in the bathroom, but I was still angry, so I didn't I didn't want to look at him. So I turn around and I look in the hallway, because I just can't look at him at the moment. And I see this picture. Is anybody back there? Maybe not. Which, uh, (laughs) picture one. (laughs) That was awesome. I see this picture. I see Noah as a baby. (laughs) And I start feeling convicted. I see a second one. And I start feeling more convicted. I see this last one, the third picture. And then I feel like a piece of poo. (laughs) Because I tell you something, how God spoke to me in that moment. He reminded me. He reminded me that we went through two miscarriages. He was a gift. And I looked <laughs> I looked back at him and he said, Daddy, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and I smiled. Cause then I didn't care about. Whether I wanted to eat or not, I remembered the gift that God gave me. I've forgotten. We get so busy in our lives that sometimes we forget the gift that God has given us through His Son, Jesus Christ. No one could have done what He did for us. And we forget. We forget because sometimes we get so bothered and, and this is the things I want to do to my house and this is the, this is the, the object that I want. Oh, I just if she would just love me or he would just love me, then I will be happy. And we forget that God has given us his son. And we begin to worship other things besides him. And we wonder why we're never satisfied. We forget our salvation. The first place I ever led worship had this uh, distinct smell. People would come, listen to me play. Friends of mine, we would sing worship music. When I first started leading worship, it was in my bedroom, and what I remember about that bedroom, okay, so people would come. it was never just by them. it would never just a girl by themselves. so I just want to clarify that for those that are listening. but friends of mine would come, and we would we would, we would worship and at that time in my life, my mother was married to another man, my brother dealt with depression I was I didn't really have a, a strong relationship with my mom at that point, so I just locked my, myself in the room. But we lived in a, in a house where we got discounted rent because my mom would take care of Ms. Proquadio. Well, the room I lived in or stayed in, my bedroom, uh, had the washer and dryer. And there was a door that connected upstairs to Ms. Proquadio's section of the house. And every morning, my mom would come in and that distinct odor was the remnants of poor Miss Procordio's accidents the night before. But it didn't matter because I was able to worship God. And I remember going through this. I remembered the moments that I had where I loved and adored him. Where I recognized the salvation that he gave to me. I remembered that. There's nothing that I could have done that could have earned his love. There's nothing that I could have said. But he loved me. And that was the first place I led worship. We forgot our freedom in Christ. Sometimes we forget the weight of our sin. Do you remember... If you're a believer, do you remember your life before Christ? Do you remember how far you've come? That in itself is enough reason to worship with our lives. Christ. freed us so that we can worship him and if I could say a few more things maintaining a life of worship because we forget we're human everything I'm saying now you've heard it before probably but in Luke 9:23 Then he said to them all whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Reverse. Whoever wants to be my disciple must to deny themselves and take up their cross daily. Why daily? Because we forget Whoever wants to save their life will lose it but whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit and lose their very self? Whoever is ashamed of me and my words the son of man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his glory and then in the glory of that of the father and of the holy angels. Pick up your cross daily. Be around God's people on Sunday morning. Be around God's people on Sunday morning. Or Wednesday night. But be around God's people. Romans 12, 5. So in in Christ we, though many, form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We talk a lot about rhythm here at DOXA. And our rhythm of life, part of that, our pillars, is community. Small groups, Sunday morning, Wednesday morning with the guys. I can't tell you how much that means to me. Because if I don't go Wednesday morning, or I'm not here Sunday, or if I'm not involved in a community group, then the things of this world are going to distract me. Be around God's people. Read the word, Acts 2.42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and prayers. Offer yourselves. Romans 12.1, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Another way to maintain a life of worship as a believer is to... Participate in communion. And I know, I know. We do it every week. And I'm guilty of at times coming to the table and it just being a ritual. But if we remember in Scripture, where Christ says, do this in remembrance of me. I think that's pretty important. So I challenge each one of us that are believers, when we come to the table, to not let the distractions of this world distract you from worshiping the gift that God has given us. Lastly, I want to talk to maybe some of us that are in this room that maybe for the first time we recognize, yes, I am worshiping, but it's not God. Maybe you're listening on a podcast. And maybe, maybe right now, God is opening your heart and helping you recognize that the things of this world are going to pass away. The people are going to disappoint you. The possessions will never give you exactly what you need. Maybe today you're reading Exodus 20. And you're hearing for the first time that God is saying, I am the Lord your God. I challenge us as we start communion today, that we would remember our salvation, that we would remember... That God has gone to the cross for us. I know for me, remembering the gift of my son. to worship God. Excuse me while we this thing fixes itself. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for reminding me the gift of my son. But most of all, thank Thank you, God, for reminding me the gift of yours. Help us, Lord, to pick up our cross daily. Remind us to surround ourselves with your people. God, to go into your word and to offer our lives as living sacrifices. Lord, we pray that That we would never be the church of Revelations 2 4, that you hold against us because we've forsaken our first love. Lord, I pray that we would pray the prayer of Romans 6, 7 through 14, where we know that we've been brought out of death, we were enslaved by sin. God, we pray that our lives would worship you because you God are worthy of our worship Lord we ask that you would surround this community with your love Lord, I pray for the the person that may not know you. Lord, I pray that, that they would call you Lord today. Lord, we love you. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to gather today. for listening to this podcast from Doxa Church. We are so glad that you took the time to join us today. At Doxa, we exist to make disciples who joyfully worship Jesus with their whole lives. We invite you to join us. Doxa Church meets at 10 a.m. every Sunday at River Oaks Elementary School. For more information about Doxa Church, please visit us online at www.doxachurch.org.